is the Jim Eskimen Podcast. This is July 6th, really bleeding over into the 7th now, the, the evening of the 6th, 2017. And uh, I haven't done one of these uh, sort of rambling kind of informational, hopefully not too rambling, informational podcasts for a while. But um, there's a few things to talk about. I've been lately putting up uh, mostly my podcasts. If you've noticed, they've been these kind of crazy interviews with celebrities that I do, which it takes a lot of work. I tell you, I have to come up with a concept and write the script. And uh, geez, if you haven't heard any, uh, go back and listen to some of the earlier podcasts. The last one I did was with Daniel Day-Lewis explaining why he was, God, you probably didn't hear it. I need to put it on in a format. In fact, you know what? I'm going to play it right now for you. Jim Eskimen Live Celebrity Podcast. Look, I'm going to cut to the chase here. About a, a week or so ago, I want to say, the great actor Daniel Day-Lewis announced or, or, or let it be known that he was leaving the acting profession. He was he's quitting acting, which was a stunning announcement, to say the least. I, I happen to work with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. I worked a couple days on There Will Be Blood, uh, the movie for which he won one of his three Oscars. And, uh, well, I was very impressed by him. Uh, so I, I'm just as flummoxed as anybody else by this news. It's just a, it's just a huge mystery, you know. So I thought I'd go right to the source, speak to the man himself. He's on the line right now. Hello, Daniel Day Lewis. Hello, Jim. Well, first of all, thanks for just taking the call. As I, I know you're not taking a lot of press on this, and uh, no, 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 I'm not. So it's really nice that you listen. Just, just flat out, okay? WTF? <laughs> well, Jim, I, I don't. Um... I tell you, I don't really want to comment besides saying what I've already said. Um, well, okay, I mean, I know, but I, I mean, now you, you, you gave me a little more information uh, when, when you know, when we we spoke privately. Well, whatever was said in private to you, Jim, was was private. You see, I mean, it's simply not something that I that I want to involve the whole of America in right now, or or anyone. Really, do you understand? It's no, I, I get you. Intensely private. You do understand. No, 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 no. I, I do, I do. It's just that. Uh, so, um, I hope you respect that. I absolutely, I absolutely do. Good, good. That's fine. But see, I, I really don't see how I can be any clearer. It's just that you, you told me, you know, in, in confidence, true, that, that you were going to join Vayner Media to work with Gary V, which I think is a great thing. All right, listen. I mean, you know, maybe this isn't the time that you want I to announce I told you it. that in confidence. Right, exactly. Uh, and and I, I think it's great because he's a I very... I really am not happy with the fact that you betrayed my trust when I told you I that. I just think it's a great I... opportunity for both for him and for you because obviously he's a very dynamic guy. Uh, Vayner Media is a very up and coming kind of company, and uh, I don't know. It just seems like a natural progression. I mean, uh, I, I think, in a way, I mean, I, I, I think I've kind of done you a favor here by making this announcement, getting it out. I mean, obviously Gary V is going to talk it up. Daniel, Jim, I hate to say this, I've been treated rudely before by the press, by other people, but this... He's just a, the kind of an up-and-coming guy that I would expect you to work with. I mean, it's not that you're stepping back or stepping down. You're stepping forward into a whole new era of, of, of media. I just hope, Jim, for your sake, that no one, 
No one ever betrays a secret of yours as you have mine. You have wounded me, Jim, and deeply. Goodbye. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Hold, stay on the line, Daniel. Daniel, double D. Crap. Okay, well, now I think about it, I guess this probably could have, he probably would have wanted to announce it himself or, or Gary V would have wanted to announce it and I guess I should have. Well, lesson learned. Let people, let people tell their own story in their own time. Well, maybe we'll see Daniel Day-Lewis uh, up in the box at a Jets game one of these days. Okay, so that's the kind of podcast I've been doing lately. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, as I said. Uh, I, I think it's a fun illusion, though. It makes me smile when I cut it all together. And, and, and I really I convince myself that I'm talking to that, that celebrity or that celebrity is screaming at me. By the way, I blew my voice out on that last uh, Daniel Day-Lewis thing when he was... Because I did it two or three times, of course, to make it perfect or whatever. And uh, I blew my voice out for a couple days. I sounded like Casey Affleck for a while after that. Speaking of Casey Affleck, he was one of the celebrity voices I perform in my another video. I I don't mean to just pimp my videos here, but I did a really great one for uh, July 4th. I don't know if you saw it. It's called The Declaration of Independence in 61 Celebrity Voices, which was exactly what the title infers. Anyway, uh, Casey Affleck was one of those voices because he's got, to me, a very kind of slight, very almost not there kind of voice. So it's just fun to do and is easy to do after you've been screaming. Well, tomorrow uh, I get to work on a CBS comedy called The Good Place, uh, which my friend Morgan Sackett is one of the producers of. I got a call from him last week. He was one of the producers. I met him on um, Parks and Recreation, which was a very funny show that I was on six or seven times. I say six or seven times because I, I know I got paid for seven uh, but there are only six of them in rotation. I know this because I looked it up. However, I continue to get paid for the seventh as if it's running somewhere. So I think, although it was edited severely and Nick Offerman told me in no uncertain terms, he directed it. He said, Jim, I'm sorry, uh, your uh, part, I had to edit it out. It's that old case of having to kill your children. Um, I think he said something like that. Anyway, words to that effect. So I thought, well, I just didn't make it in the episode. But then I continue to, to get little checks every now and then. So it, maybe it's playing in Guam. Anyway, uh, Morgan Sackett, one of the producers of that show, called me up for The Good Place. So I'll be working there tomorrow uh, with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell and a bunch of really talented people. It's always funny, funny, a little bit uncomfortable, but a little bit interesting and, and definitely the kind of thing I, I enjoy. Going on a set of a show where, you know, you're just going to be there for a day. You haven't been there through the whole... Sometimes you're coming in at the end of the series. Uh, that's happened to me several times. And, um, you know, you got to kind of fit your way into this family very briefly. And they know that you're not going to hang around. You're not going to be there next week. So, uh, you know, it's a weird kind of situation. You have to somehow support and be kind of selfless and find your way in and mold yourself to what you, what you encounter when you get there. Luckily, I think there's a lot of parks and recreation people that are working in the production. So... I think I'll, I'll probably see a lot of friends. And, you know, it'll be a kind of a challenge. I play, uh, well, I can't tell you anything about it. it. You know, they're so secretive about everything. And I they didn't even give me the whole script. That's how secretive it was. I think it may be like 
one of the maybe it's the season the new season opener or something uh or anyway i got like redacted script with only my my lines and and the people in my scene kind of like paul thomas anderson when i worked with him it was the same way here here's your script that's two pages i'm sure this is a feature film yes but these are your two pages and you have to kind of it's it's odd that way because it's like you've got your mission orders you're going to go you're going to go with the rest of the troops we're going to do this raid, but you can't really know the whole thing. I imagine it's true in the military that they run into this sort of thing all the time. It's probably one of those things that Edward Snowden would be uh, uh, appalled by, and so would I. I'm going to do an a audio book in a, any day now uh, about had something to do with Edward Snowden. I don't know if you saw the movies about him, the documentary and the one with um, uh, the young man from... Here's my mind now. I can't remember the actor's name. He's very popular, and he was in Third Rock from the Sun. I met him when he was about 11, and now he's a big, big star, and I can't think of his name. Anyway, he played Edward Snowden. I believe he was nominated for an Academy Award. He may have even won. I don't know. I was working that night. I didn't see. But uh, in any case, you know who I'm talking about, and you're smiling to yourself, hopefully, uh, thinking, what a pathetic podcast person. Hey, uh, I really appreciate, first of all, you listening to this stuff, and I'd like to give you a little taste of my life, but really, I, I should be giving you more, and I realize I'm in arrears. You give me your time. What do I give you? I don't know, but I can I can recommend something to you. Uh, I can recommend that you, you find something creative to do in your life. Uh, obviously, that's something that I'm sort of obsessed with. It's, uh, it's what I do. I, if I get an idea... I, you know, things float in. If you're, if you've been an artist as long as I have, and a kind of a, I don't know, a polymath in a way, a guy that does a lot of little different things, then you know, ideas float in, and you go, oh, that's a great idea for a poem, or that's a great idea for a song, or that's a great idea for a piece of jewelry, or that's a great idea for a short play or a, a short story or a one-act play or something. I try to write it down or record it into my iPhone so that I have this little treasure chest of things that I can turn to. Because I often keep them in my mind anyway, but it's nice to have them on an external drive of some kind, you know, whether it's a piece of paper or, or some little recorded file in your phone. And uh, you can go back and listen to those things. And Now, I realize I'm really grooved in on this, and any artists are. They've spent their life doing this. But for people who aren't used to creating or who feel a little bit of a back-off about creating, and I know that there's a lot of you out there, uh, you know, I feel it myself sometimes, but I, I realize I, I, I can pull the escape hatch pretty pretty fast on this particular jet and uh, that other people can't. So you got to kind of have to, you got to find a little bit of time, but it, it, literally five minutes of time is better. It's so much better than nothing. It's it's acres and, and hectares and centuries better. Um, so take a moment, you know, if you get a good idea. If you're going somewhere and you're not late, pull over to the side of the road and think about it for a few minutes. Maybe scribble down some notes. I've done that before. I go, you know what? I'm not late at this moment. It's rare, but I'm not late. I'm going to pull over. Maybe I'll take a little walk, uh, sit down somewhere. I used to do this in New York all the time. I, I used to get a lot of ideas for songs in New York because as you walk along, you're walking constantly. In New York, you got this beat. This beat is part of your life. So you think in beats, and pretty soon, pretty soon, you think of an idea for a little song, a little tune, a little tune. It comes to mind. It comes to mind. You know, I would pull over to the side of the avenue and uh, 
this nothing strange. People do all kinds of strange things in New York. Pull out a pad of paper and, and just kind of scribble down some lyrics. Once you get down, the reason I advise you to do it, it's not that you're going to sell this song. It's not that you're going to do ever even sing it for anyone. It's not that you're going to take this idea for a piece of jewelry and uh, look up someone, to, you know, in Queens who makes jewelry and, you know, go out there and do a manufacturing job. No, you're just going to get a little bit Dig this concept. You're going to get a bit of a flow going. Let's say that there's a, a river going through the desert. And there, you want to make a little spur off that river because you want to get a little bit of that water to go to your avocado farm. So you take a little you know, shovel or post digger or something and you go to that river. Let's say it's a low river, it's small, not a raging river. And you start to cut a little groove, a little channel and draw that a little trough in the dirt over to your property. It's probably illegal, but you don't care about that. And when you do that, the water will begin to kind of go in your trough. It'll begin to enter in. And if you keep digging at it, the water will help you some more. And after a while, if you keep at it, right, you get the water. You've already got the picture. The water's going to start coursing along your spur, it's still going to be that raging river. It's not going to redirect the whole river, but you're going to get a little trickle. That trickle's going to grow, and it's going to be a flow. And a flow is a great thing. You create a flow of creativity, a flow of ideas, a flow of concepts, you know, um, and, and marvelous things happen. Um, that's all I really want to say. Give it a try. Get a little flow started. It may create a little chaos at first. It may, you may get your pants muddy. Uh, your neighbor might come over and go, hey, what the heck? Hey, that's my property. You're crossing over my property line. Somebody may say, what are you doing writing a song? You can't write a song. Well, you've got a tin ear. You're tone deaf. You should only sing in the shower. All those wonderful, polite things we say to one another. But it ain't true. It ain't true. Give it a try just to get the flow going because you never know what's going to come down that river. It could be a wonderful idea. It could be something completely different. It could be someone you should meet. It could be anything. Really, it's a big part of life to create a little something and the best way to get started is not to say, well, today I will paint the freaking Mona Lisa. No, you go, you know, today I'm just going to try a little something and it will be a flow. It will, it will be a movement in a certain direction that nobody ever thought of before. And maybe I don't even like it. Maybe I do it and I don't even like it. And I throw it away. That's okay, too, because it's just the action of putting something out there, putting something there that was never there before and uh, something that you've never even thought of before. It's a good exercise. It's a spiritual exercise. It's a creative exercise, and it makes you more attractive to women uh, or men if you're a woman or, you know, all the variations that are available today, which are pretty endless. So give that a try. That's my, that's my advice to you. So don't always listen to terrific podcasts. Don't always read magazines. Don't always look at Instagram. Make a little movie. Make a little crazy animated film draw a little thing, do something creative, even if it's just humming, do that rather than listen to the radio all the time. I promise you, you'll notice some change and I think you'll feel a little bit better. I know I do uh, when I create and uh, paint and draw or do whatever. By the way, our cartoon contest is back up again on YouTube and uh, also on Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, so, and that's a fun contest we've run for years and years. We stopped for a while, and then we started again, and then we stopped for a while. But basically, it's been going on for over 30 years. And uh, I draw a cartoon. I put it out for the world to look at. My mailing list, it used to be now. It truly is the world. People send in captions. We pick the, the one we think is the funniest, 
and we send you a prize, and we publish it, and we send you a certificate with your name on it. What could be more fun than that? It's kind of like The New Yorker, but I think The New Yorker started after I did. I think so. Anyway, look for that, the Meskimen Captions Cartoon Contest. Also, I've been posting videos of myself drawing the freaking thing, which is another great thing about the age we live in. I can make a little movie of me drawing the cartoon, speed it up so you don't have to watch it in real time, and you can enjoy the creation of the cartoon that you caption. And it's my way to kind of give you an opportunity, in case you can't think of anything, of getting a flow started by creating a caption or two or three and sending them in. You will have created something, and you can mark it off on your um, on your list for the day. Listen, thanks a lot for listening. I do appreciate it so much. Please like this uh, on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. I'd appreciate that very much. Thank you, Jeff Levin, for the theme music. I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks. Bye.